The teaching this morning is what I believe is a burden in the heart of God for us. And um, I'm just trusting God to help me to pass across the message the way Jesus would have done if he was the one standing here physically to preach. Many things will be said and I want to just advise everyone make sure that you are not distracted make sure you are focused and that the Lord will bless us real good in Jesus name. Can we celebrate Minister Paul for teaching us last week? If you are blessed, can we celebrate him? Hallelujah. This treasure in earthen vessels. I have for a title this morning, This Treasure. In earthen vessels. Second Corinthians 4, from verse 1 to 7. Second Corinthians 4, 1 to 7. Therefore, seeing, therefore, seeing we have this ministry as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not of ourselves, or we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves, your servant. Take it back. Verse 5. Verse 5. And ourselves, your servant for Jesus' sake. 6 now. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, had shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. Verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that's where the title came out from, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Please, can you give me, give me the water, please? Permit me to drink. My apologies. All right, now let's begin our discussion. What is a treasure? Let's write now. What is a treasure? The scripture says we have this treasure in earthen vessels and that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. What is a treasure? A treasure is defined as something of great worth or value. A treasure is defined as something of great worth of value like a cherished possession or a highly regarded person or thing a treasure is defined as something of great worth or value 
like a cherished possession or a highly regarded person or thing. It also means to value highly or regard as precious. A treasure is defined as something of great worth or value, like a cherished possession or a highly regarded person or thing. So you can have a person as a treasure in your heart. You can have things as treasures in your heart. Amen? Praise God. Are we following? It also means to value highly or regard as precious. Now, let's move to the other part of that scripture. Earthen vessels. Who are earthen vessels? Earthen vessels are human beings who are frail and imperfect. Let me, let me be slow with that definition so we can get it. Earthing vessels are human beings who are frail and imperfect. But they are vessels that can contain something valuable. Earthing vessels are human beings who are frail and imperfect. But they are vessels that can contain something valuable. Jeremiah chapter 18 from verse 1 to 6. Jeremiah 18, 1 to 6. The word, of, the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the porter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the porter's house, and behold, he wrought a walk on the wheels. Next. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter so he made it again another vessel as seemed good to the potter to make it next then the word of the lord came to me saying next o house of israel the expression house can i do can can, can cannot i do king james can you imagine can't i do with you period as this potter saith the lord behold as the clay is in the hand, in the potter's hand, so ye in my hand, O house of Israel. Give me NLT of this particular verse. Verse 6. NLT, please. O Israel, can I not do to you as this potter has done to this clay? As the clay is in the potter's hand, so you in my hand, so are you. In my hand praise God I wrote here that this is the imagery of the clay and the potter which emphasizes the frailty of human beings of you and I alighting our dependence on God this scripture is a description of who vessels who earthen vessels what they look like and that scripture likens us to a clay he calls us earthen vessels because from dust we were formed, amen, and to dust we return, right? Am I correct on that? We are, it's called earthen vessels because our body is made up with the materials of the earth. And if you check very closely, you can see some similitudes in the earth, in the human body. For example, if you cut grass now, the grass grows again, yes or no? If you cut your hair, what happens to you? What happens now, guys? 
it grows again. So if you cut your nails, you see that it grows again. So we have many similitudes like that in the earth, and we have a representation of those things in human beings too. So we understand from this scripture now that we are the earthen vessels, right? Are we the earthen vessels? All right. Let's move on very quickly. Our anchor scripture makes us understand that there is a value, there is a potential, and ultimately, there is a treasure that resides in us. For as many of us who are born again, please listen and pay rapt attention. There is a value, there is a potential, and there is a treasure that resides in us. We are like fragile clay molded by the hands of the divine creator and within us we carry a treasure can we say after me i carry a treasure shout it i carry a treasure and this treasure is something to shout about glory to god is something to shout about it is not meant to reside in us as just a treasure it is supposed to be shared this treasure seeks to find unrestrained expression in every one of us. The moment you became born again, a treasure was deposited in you. And that treasure in you is not just there for spirituality's sake. It is there to find expression. God came in, I'm already going ahead of myself, but let me just continue, let me just flow. God came into your heart, not just as a sign that you are born again. He came to the intent that you will share him, you will share Jesus with all and sundry, everyone that you meet. There's a reason why there's a treasure in this earthen vessel, and I will run us through those points. There's a reason why Jesus himself, by the Holy Ghost, is in your heart. Now, I already said it, but let me just say it. What is this precious treasure that we carry? Scripture says that we have this treasure. So what is that treasure? You cannot just say this treasure and leave us like that. So let's examine from scriptures what that treasure really means. What is that treasure that we carry? Just follow me. This treasure that resides in earthen vessels is the Holy Spirit who represents the kingdom of God in us. This treasure in heaven vessels is the Holy Ghost that represents God's kingdom in us. Luke 17, 21. Luke 17. And verse 21. Neither shall they say, lo here or lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is where? Church, the kingdom of God is where? At the back, they are not answering. The kingdom of God is where? Within you. Acts 2 and verse 38. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Very quickly. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift gift of the Holy Ghost. So if you are born again this morning, I'm saying to you that you carry a treasure in your vessel. There is a treasure like many of us protect our gold, 
we protect our money, our valuables. There is a treasure within you that you must protect. There is a treasure within you that you must preserve. Matthew 13 and verse 44. Matthew 13, 44. Again, the kingdom of God is like unto a what? Unto a what? Unto a treasure hid in a field. The which when a man had found, he hideth. For the joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath and buyeth that field. The Holy Spirit in us is responsible for the excellency of the power of God in our lives. The Holy Spirit, who is this treasure, is the reason why we walk in power and why we manifest God's kingdom. The real intent of the treasure residing in earthen vessels is not just for dwelling sake. I said this earlier on. It is not there to make us feel spiritual alone. It is to the intent that there be an excellency of God's power at work in our lives. Give me that scripture again. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 7. Take it straight to verse 7. Trying to walk with time. Verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Why? He's saying that so that the excellency of the power may be of God and what? And not, and what? Not of us. The glory of God in the life of the believer is totally dependent on the glorious treasure within the believer. The glory of God in your life, expression nouns, is totally dependent on the treasure within. It is supposed to be shared. This treasure seeks to find expression in us. So according to our anchor scripture, the manifestation of the power of God should be ever increasing. As long as you have the treasure within you, the Holy Ghost, representing the kingdom of God, it should be ever increasing. The glory of God upon your life should be ever increasing as long as this treasure remains in you. Now, question. What is responsible for the manifestation of the excellency of God's power in our lives? What is responsible for the manifestation of God's power in our lives? Or you can say, what preserves the continuity of the manifestation of God in our lives? The fact that the treasure is there, just that alone, does not mean you will see manifestations. So I want to run us through just two points, and then we take the communion and we pray. What is responsible for the manifestation of God's power in our lives? Or what preserves the continuity? Because some people start out their Christian journey seeing God's power in every step of the way in their lives. But in a season, it seems as if they were never Christians. It seems as if the glory of God seems to evaporate from their lives. What is responsible, number one, for having a manifestation of God's power? Number two, for preserving the continuity 
of the manifestation. Number one, consecration. 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 Hmm. Consecration. What is consecration? Let me define for you quickly consecration. Consecration is a dedicated commitment to surrender ourselves wholly to God. Consecration is a dedicated commitment to surrender ourselves wholly. Note that word, wholly to God. Allowing Him to have complete control of our lives. Consecration is a dedicated commitment to surrender ourselves only to God, allowing Him to have complete control of our lives. It is a conscious decision to set ourselves apart for His divine purpose and glory. It is a conscious decision to set ourselves apart for his divine purpose and his glory. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. Romans 12 and verse 1. Let's see how consecration starts. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifice, or a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service consecration starts with offering your very selves unto God after you become born again that is not the end of your Christian journey you must submit yourself totally you must offer up your body as a living sacrifice unto God consecration also means a conscious separation. Consecration also means a conscious separation. Second Corinthians 6 from verse 14 to 18. Second Corinthians 6 from verse 14 to 18. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship had righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion had light with darkness? And what concord as Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? Next. And what agreement at the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them. Now, watch this from here. I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Next verse. Here is the condition. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye what? Be ye what? Be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. Touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. Take it, verse, take it to verse 18 now. Verse 18. And will be a father unto you and you shall be my sons and daughters, 
saith the Lord Almighty. If you believe that, can you shout a loud amen? Consecration is twofold. Number one, separation from and devotion unto. Consecration is twofold. Separation from and devotion unto. Hebrews 12 and verse 1 again. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed, or seeing we are also, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, one, two, and the sin which doth easily beset us, and let us run without those weights, with patience, the race that is set before us. Listen to me. Look up, everyone. For many of us, the idea of consecration is um, separation from sin. Flee youthful lust, fornication, all of those things. And that's wonderful. But that is just one aspect. Sin is just one aspect. There is something called every weight. And you see, every weight there can be either good or bad. It is still called weight. Either it is a sin or not. The moment it sustains the capacity to drift your focus from kingdom come, it is called weight. Are we following what I'm saying? Every weight can be either evil or it can be good. It's easy for many of us to run away from sin. Oh, Jesus, I love you so much. You have instructed us to run away from sin, and so I won't do that. But this issue of every weight is something that we need to pay attention to. Because there are many, many things in our lives, even if it is God that gave you, it can be a weight. Ah, are we following what I'm saying? It can be a weight. It's not dependent on either it is good or evil. The moment it can drift your focus from Jesus, the moment it can separate you from kingdom come, it is called every weight. And the sin which doth easily beset us. So two things are responsible for delay in the lives of people. Number one, weight. Number two, the sin. And let us run. You are now running light because the weight that should hinder you has been taken off. Amen? Amen. The weight that should make you slow to your desti- to getting, on getting to your destination has been taken off. Now you can now run with patience the race that is set before us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are there believers in the house this morning? Hmm. One of the characteristics of consecration is that you cannot say yes to everything. One of the characteristics of consecration is that you cannot say yes to everything. We know from scripture that not every open door is a blessing from God. Yes or no? Yes or no? Not every open door is from God. 
The prison too has doors. Before you enter a prison, the door must be open too. Yes or no? Yes. So you verify where you are going to first before you accept open doors. Open doors that don't come from God can be a weight that besets you. Let's see 1 John 2 from verse 15 to 17. 1 John 2, 15 to 17. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. He's not saying you should not have money. He's not saying you should not be um, wealthy. He's saying do not have an, un an ungodly affinity for the world. Now, next, take it back, 16 now. Now, for all that is in the world, it now begins to show us the three categories of things that you must not love. Number one, the lust of the flesh. Number two, the lust of the eyes. And then number three, the pride of life. It's not of the Father, but is of the world. Now, just listen. The excellency of God's power is seen in the lives of consecrated vessels. The excellency of God's power is seen in the lives of consecrated vessels. Leviticus chapter 9 from verse 5. Leviticus chapter 9 from verse 5 down to 6. Leviticus 9, 5. And the brought that which Moses commanded before the tabernacle of the congregation. And all the congregation drew near and stood before the Lord. Verse 6 now. And Moses said, listen now. This is the thing which the Lord commanded that ye should do. And the glory of the Lord shall appear unto you. This is what the Lord has commanded that you do. And the glory of the Lord shall appear unto you. There is nobody doing anything serious for God today. There is nobody who has done anything serious for God in the past. There is nobody who will do anything serious for God in the future that does not have consecrations. If you check through scriptures... Check through history. Everyone that made a mark in destiny. Everyone that did something notable of commendation in the kingdom of God. They always had a track record of consecration. If you find anyone who doesn't have a track record of consecration, doing mighty things in court for God, run away from that man. Run away from such a fellow. Consecration must, must be in the journey of anyone that will do mighty things for God. Hmm. There are things to do to keep the glory in our lives. There are things to do. Hmm. There is nobody being used by God, I said that already, who doesn't have a consecration life, a life of consecration. The love of God to us, listen, God's love to us is unconditional. 
But his promises to us are very, very conditional. Please write that down. God's love to us is very, very unconditional. Jesus died in advance for your sins. Even before you were born, Christ had died in advance. He had died down for you and I. He had died for our sins in advance. Unconditional love. But the promises of God to the believer are very, very conditional. Very, very conditional. Give me Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 1. Then we jump to 13 and 14. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. He says, if you ask him diligently. Now, next, give me verse 2. I'm not reading, but let me just show you verse 2. Now, from verse 2 to verse 14, shows us the blessings that are tied to those who ask him diligently, who obey the first instruction. Now, take it back to um, verse 13 and 14. Give me 13 now. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. 14 now. And thou shalt not go aside. Don't be distracted from any of the words which I command you this day to the right hand or to the left. Keep your focus on what I have said and go after other gods to serve them. God's promises to us are very, very conditional. Now listen. God will never lower his standards to use impure vessels because of the scarcity of consecrated vessels. God will never, ever, ever, ever lower his standard to use vessels that are impure, vessels that are not consecrated because of the scarcity of consecrated vessels. God will never do such. God is a patient spirit. He will rather wait until consecrated vessels are available than use available vessels that are not pure. I'll say that again. God will rather wait. God is a very patient spirit. He will wait until consecrated vessels are available. He will rather wait to use them whenever they come than use vessels that are available but are not consecrated. So many of us think God will wait and wait and wait and wait and wait until you are serious. Let me tell you something. This is the balance to that statement. There is something called is Bishop Rick let another take. Have you seen that in your Bible before? Look for it for me. Is Bishop Rick let another 
take, meaning his assignment, let us give it to someone else. If you think you can keep waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for when you'll be serious and God will keep waiting for you, listen, there's a balance to this. Your bishopric can be taken from you and given to someone else. Meaning, your assignment in destiny in God's program can be taken from you and given to someone else. So you have people who are doing multiple things that were not in the original script of their destiny. God adds more assignments to their lives because the vessels who should have done that assignment have decided not to be serious. They have decided not to be consecrated and God takes that assignment because his program cannot wait for you. He will take your assignment and give to someone else who is available and usable. Listen to me, guys. I know we always say that God will use those who are available. But listen to me. It's not just enough to be available. You must be usable. There are two different things. You can be available and not consecrated. Shouting, Jesus, use me for your glory. Use me for this. Use me for that. And yet, your life is not sacrificed on that altar. Listen to me. God will never, ever, ever use vessels that are available and not consecrated. 2 Timothy verse 2 from verse 19 to 21. I'm saying this because we're in December now. The year already has finished. Practically, we're in December already. The year is already coming to an end. By December 31st, we will shout Happy New Year again and start another journey. And yet, many of us, by now, according to God's program, the things you should be doing now, you are not doing because you are, not, you are refusing to yield yourself. You are running away from consecration. And so what you are doing is that you are postponing the days of your manifestation. That's simply what you are doing. 2024 is coming. Another program again for the year. I'm asking you this question. Many, many, many lives are dependent on our seriousness with God. Many, many, many millions of people that you will still meet are dependent on your consecration. Question, will you give them, will you show them, will you demonstrate a dimension of God to them that you have or will you dash their hopes? Will you bring God to your generation? Will you show Jesus to a dying world or will you dash their hopes? 2 Timothy, from verse 2, 19 to 21. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Please, watch me very closely. Just look, look at the scripture and don't be distracted. If you are distracted now, it's an attack from the pit of hell. If you are distracted now, if you are sleeping, you are on WhatsApp chatting, it's a serious attack. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his. Keep forming. Keep joking and keep showing people that you are a Christian. God knows those who belong to him. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Now, 
But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of the earth. And some to honor, some to dishonor. If a man, any man at all, regardless of your background, regardless of your color, regardless of your past, if any man therefore purge himself from this, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. Give me this translation, this verse in NLT translation. Verse 21. If you keep yourself pure, expression house, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean and you will be ready. There is a point in a man's life where you can say he is ready to be used. You will be ready for the master's use. For the master to use you for every good work. Now, let me give us a very, very... Um, funny but powerful illustration what's that thing you used to make your way do in um in the in the huh please say it i can't one short broom like this right now imagine you are making a very nice sumptuous beautiful meal and then you are looking for that ijabe to make that in way do and suddenly you realize that you didn't find the broom around you now remember that there's one broom in the toilets that used to, used to um, clean the floor and, you know, wash everywhere. Now, would you say, because you can't find that broom consecrated for the purpose of kitchen only, you go and take that one in the toilet and begin to use it into, into your pot. Would you do that? Answer now, guys. Would you do that? This is how many of us think God operates. God will wait, oh, I'm telling you, God will wait until people are available. He will never use you because you are available and you're not consecrated. No, sir, he won't. He won't. Just like you will not just go out of haste because you can't find that broom. You go and pick that one that is used for the toilet only. You bring it to the kitchen for purposes. No, sir, it's not possible. God will wait. It's a patient spirit. But as he waits, he's looking for people he can double their assignments. I've told you this thing before. Please understand. God can double the assignments of people. He can. He can. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Why are they few? Because only them qualify to be laborers. The back end of glory is consecration. The back end of glory, every manifestation of God you see in the lives of people, the back end, what is at the back? Just like you have a back end programming of your phone, your WhatsApp, there is a back end script that makes what you are seeing what you are seeing. I hope you know. Do you know that? The same way it is for the glory of God. The back end of the glory of God is consecration. Holiness. is holiness. 
God is waiting for more laborers to get on the field. But they must be usable. Second Chronicles 16 and verse 9. Second Chronicles 16 and verse 9. Are we getting blessed? Are we getting blessed? Second Chronicles 16 and verse 9. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. What a fool you have been from now on. You will be at war. Give me KJV. The one that says showing himself strong or something like that. Okay. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. Herein thou hast done foolishly. Therefore, from henceforth thou shalt have wars. God is looking for people who he can show himself strong to. But the condition there is that whose heart is perfect. Whose heart is surrendered. God is eager. He wants to show himself strong. But he's looking for those. For the fact that you are looking for something, it means that thing is not readily available within your reach. Yes or no? When you are looking for something, it means you can't find that thing. So you are looking, looking. So could it mean that people who have perfect hearts towards God are scarce? Can God find you as that man whose heart is perfect, committed, and dedicated to him? Many of us currently, we didn't start out this way with God. Our journey with God didn't start out this way. But something somewhere along the line, we can't even find our consecration anymore. This service is that service where we will trust God to help us. We are going to lay ourselves again as a living sacrifice unto him. And then we'll take a communion to seal it up and then we shall pray. Amen. Amen. Number two. What is responsible for the manifestation of the excellency of God's power in our lives? Or how is it sustained? Number two, humility. Humility. The excellency of power must remain of God. Take me back to that scripture, please. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 7. The excellency of God's power must, please, it must remain. No, 2 Corinthians, our anchor scripture, 4 and verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of, of the power may be of God and not of us let me tell you something when you see people doing mighty things for Jesus and suddenly a season comes and it's as if they, were, they never existed one of the issues one of the things that led to that state is pride the issue of humility Humility is not looking down on yourself. 
it is causing men to look unto Jesus. Humility is not looking down on yourself. Humility is causing men to look unto Jesus. When the treasure within becomes less important to the vessel, to you, we are the vessels now, from what we understand. When the treasure within becomes less important to the vessel, the excellency of God's power starts to diminish. When the treasure within becomes less important to the vessel, the excellency of God's power starts to diminish. Now listen everyone. As God keeps his glory flowing in your life, as he keeps his glory flowing in and through your life, please remember that the treasure within must remain the treasure revealed. As God continues to use you in whatever capacity is using you now or he will use you in the days to come. Remember that the treasure within must be the treasure revealed. The treasure within must be the treasure revealed. As long as this treasure is exalted, the manifestation of the glory must increase in that vessel. As long as the treasure within is exalted, the manifestation of the glory must increase in that vessel. John 3, 30 to 31. Let's run very fast now. John 3, 30 to 31. It must increase, but I must decrease. The treasure within you must increase and you must decrease. The treasure locked up on your inside must increase. Every single time in your life, that treasure must increase and you must decrease. 31. He that cometh from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly and speaketh of the earth. He that cometh from heaven is above all. Matthew 21 from verse 1 to 9. Matthew 21. And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem and were come to Bethphage unto the Mount of Olives and sent Jesus to disciples. Next. Saying unto them, go into the village over against you. And straightway ye shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. Verse 3 now. And if any man say unto you, you shall say, The Lord had need of them, and straightway he will send them. Verse 4. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Next, tell ye the daughter of Sion. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass, and a coat the foal of an ass. Next, verse 6. 
And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. Verse 8. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and strode them in the way. Verse 9. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to who? To who? To the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Think of how that donkey would have felt seeing that people are laying clothes on the floor. Just imagine what would have been in the mind of the donkey. Why are people honoring me so much like this? Feeling so special. Feeling so nice. People are laying their clothes on the ground and you are passing. The donkey would have felt in his heart. But listen, the donkey needs to understand that it is the master on top of it that commands that attention. There are many of us, God wants to use us for his triumphant entry into the hearts of men. God wants to use us for his triumphant entry into a generation, into a territory. But listen, you must keep the master sitting in your life. For you to have that avalanche of honor, you must keep the master seen. You must keep the treasure within you revealed. And as long as you do that, people will continue to honor the God Almighty. The reason why many, 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 many of us are receiving accolades is not because of you. It's because of that treasure. It's because Jesus is sitting on that donkey. That is why they can honor the donkey. The moment Jesus stepped down from that donkey, everyone ignored that donkey. Everyone. The moment Jesus leaves the boat of your life, the moment Jesus is no longer revealed, you started out revealing Jesus, telling everyone about Jesus. Everywhere you went to, you preached Jesus. The moment that assignment changes, forget about it. He has left. It's only a matter of time. The honor begins to deplete until you don't see it anymore. This is why the glory in most people's life or in some of our lives doesn't really last because of our failure to reveal the treasure within. God must be acknowledged for every manifestation of his power that you see in your life. In your academics, in your business, your relationship, your marital life, whatsoever, wherever you see a manifestation of God's power, be quick immediately to acknowledge him. Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6. I'm wrapping up. Proverbs 3, from verse 5 to 6. Oh, Shabalaga Baradia. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, 
acknowledge him. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Referring back to that, my illustration of the donkey. As you move, acknowledge him. In all, all of your ways. All, not some. No matter how little in quotes it might seem, acknowledge him. And something shall happen to your path. There will never be confusion. You will never be at a loss at what to do at any point in your any point in time of your life if you acknowledge him. Don't be ashamed to allow the nation see that every achievement you have is gotten by Jesus. Don't be ashamed. Please don't be ashamed. If you want a consistency in the revelation of the glory of God in your life, please, wherever God takes you to, do not be ashamed of revealing Jesus. Listen to me. No matter how high you get to in life, remember that Jesus is still the most high. No matter how high, no matter what position that you get to, remember, please, that Jesus is still the most high and no one can take that place Acts 12 from verse 20 to 24 let's see the results of pride I have seven more minutes left but let's quickly see something from verse 20 to 24 and Herod was highly displeased with them of Tyre and Sidon but they came with one accord to him and having made blasters the king's Chamberlain, their friend, desired peace because their country was nourished by the king's country. Next. And upon a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat upon his throne and made an oration unto them. Give me in, please just give me this one in NLT. Verse 21 in NLT 21. Thank you. And an appointment with Herod was granted. When the day arrived, Herod put on his royal robes and sat on his throne and made a speech to them. Now, let's see what happened. The people gave him a great ovation, shouting, this is the voice of God, not a man. What kind of statements that arouses your ego is that you gave a great ovation you made a great speech in a congregation like this and imagine everyone standing and shouting oh hallelujah to favor this is the voice of God and not a man now let's see what happened to him next instantly an angel of the Lord struck Herod with a sickness because he accepted the people's worship Instead of giving glory to who? Glory to who? Glory to God. So he was consumed with worms and died. One moment, Herod was on the throne. The other moment, he was on the floor, dead. That is how quick it can be. That's how fast God's glory can depart from a man. It's called Ichabod. Departed glory. It can be that fast, I'm telling you. Many of us have a track record of taking the glory to ourselves. You might not say it with your mouth, right? But um, many, many times, your attitudes and your actions speaks louder than what you say. 
You can be silent and yet you are speaking. Do you know that? You can be silent. You are not seeing anything. Yet your attitude, your heart speaks volumes. Philippians 2 and verse 13. going into a session we're having, we're having an hand over session right now we're handing over our lives just keep that scripture there we're handing over our lives afresh if you have done that before even if you did it this morning just obey we're doing it together we're handing over our destinies we are handing over our crowns we are handing over our achievements to God. We are laying it at his feet. For many of us, let me just answer you quickly. The reason why you are not seeing God move again as he used to is this issue of pride. Is this issue of pride. Look at the lives of the apostles. Any little thing, they were quick to return the glory. Even Jesus himself. He says, the words I'm speaking unto you that are producing these kinds of results, they are not mine. Meaning the results you are seeing, they are not from me. No. It is my father. He does the works. For it is, can we shout God? Ah, expression now. So can we shout God? For it is God which worketh in you. Full stop. Let's stop there. Who is working in you currently? The results you have, you have seen, the ones you have seen, and the ones you will see in your life, who is working them? Both to will and to do is good pleasure. Both to will and to do. God causes you to do. What have you received that was not, that was not given to you from heaven? What? What are the achievements in your life now? What are the crowns on your head that was not given to you by God? It is God that worketh in you. That treasure worketh in you. How? Both to will, giving you a will, and then making you do is good pleasure. When we make mankind, I'm wrapping up now, see Jesus, we have subscribed for a life full of signs and wonders end of story when we make men mankind male and female everyone when we make all and sundry see Jesus you are signing for a life full of signs and wonders as long as Jesus takes the glory your life will be full of signs and wonders. Hmm. Let's stand to our feet. Let's prepare the communion. I have to stop here because of our time. I'm already one minute into. But have you been blessed this morning? Please, I beg you, expression house, fight pride like you're fighting the devil. Scripture says that he is the father of pride. 
the devil is the father of lies and including pride. How did it descend to hell? I will make my, for myself a throne. I will do this. I will do that. I will do this. I will do that. And immediately he went down. Please don't be distracted. The secret to remaining great, the secret to remaining relevant in God's program for generations to come is to stay humble. Are we following what I'm saying, guys? Is to stay humble. I'm not saying this for just people who are called into ministry. I'm not saying this for just us who are ministers of the gospel like this. Everywhere you find yourself representing God's purposes and kingdom come, you must attain and remain in a stature of humility. Proverbs 23 and verse 26. We are praying. We are praying. Proverbs 23 and verse 26. My son, give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways. Don't give me your skill yet. Give me your heart. Come, it is your heart I'm searching for. And let your eyes observe my ways. Consecration. James 4 and verse 7. James 4 and verse 7. James chapter 4 and verse 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. You have heard it from pastor. You have heard it from many places. That it is when you are submitted that you can resist. It is when you are submitted you can resist. Let's see our last scripture and we'll pray. Romans 12 and verse 1. Romans 12 and verse 1. I beseech you therefore, expression house, present your bodies. That's what we are doing. Presenting your bodies. Presenting your life. Presenting your destiny. Presenting everything as a living sacrifice before God. Can I have somebody on the drums? And Shekinah, please come up stage for me. And the backups also, please. Presenting your bodies as a living sacrifice. Expression house. Your body must remain on that altar. For the fire... And for the incense to continue, your body must be kept. Your life must be kept on that altar. Sacrifice must be kept for you to see the incense, for you to see the glory. Now, in a few minutes, I just want everyone to just raise a cry to God this afternoon or this morning. And say, Father, I present myself afresh unto you. I present my body as a living sacrifice so that the excellency of your power may be at work in me, not of myself, but of you. Everyone, please lift your voice and pray. Come on, we are praying, we are praying, we are praying. Lift your voice, lift your voice and make sure you can hear yourself praying. Everyone, please pray. Pray.
If you don't care about God's program, you can stop praying. But if you care about the gospel reaching the nations, if you care about men and women coming into the knowledge of the glory of God, you will pray that Father, keep me at the altar. Leave me at the altar, oh God, that my life becomes a drink offering unto you. My life remains a sacrifice that the fire will continue to burn upon that altar. Expression house, can we lift up our voice and pray? We are not praying, we are not praying. Lift your voice and pray. Can you be intentional? Ah, can you be intentional this morning? Help me to be a consecrated vessel. Help me to be humble. <laughs> Jesus, keep me relevant. Keep me relevant in your program. Keep me relevant, oh God, in your program. Keep me relevant in the things you are doing in your program at this time. Some of us are still looking around. to his kingdom. God is looking for you, expression house. Can you lay yourself on that altar? In my workplace, oh God, help me. Help me to remain consecrated. If you need to repent, repent before God. I have gone in the way of perdition, oh God. Have mercy upon me. I have gone in the way of iniquity. Have mercy upon me. I have not honored you as I should. Have mercy. If you are not praying, you are wrong, oh. If you are not praying, you are wrong. Jesus, I'm available. Help me to be usable. I am available, Jesus. Help me to be usable for your program. We'll be done in a few minutes. I just feel scared in my heart to push for that for a few minutes. Come on, everyone. Jesus, help me to be usable for your program. I am available and I'm usable. We have few days to the end of this year. What can you use me to do, oh God? What can I do for you? Jesus.
us. Fill my days to the end of this year. What can I do, Jesus, for your program? How can I contribute to kingdom core? Jesus, I remain on that altar so that the fire will continue to rise, so that the incense of the glory will rise. Jesus, keep me at the altar, oh God. Keep my prayer life consistent. Keep my word study life consistent. Keep my fasting consecration consistent. My consecrations, my fasting, my prayers, my word study. Help me, oh God. Can we just speak in the understanding and say, Father, my mind belongs to you. My life belongs. Can you mention those things that you know you can't handle yourself? If there's anything you can handle yourself, don't offer it. But if you are like me this morning and you have things that you can't handle, things you cannot keep by yourself, can you just do an handover service to God? Jesus, I hand over. I hand over. I hand over. I hand over. Hand over my destiny. Hand over my mind. I even hand over my social life to you. Thank you, Jesus. If you are here this morning, you are not born again, you don't have Jesus who is the treasure in your heart. I want you to leave your seat. No coercion. Nobody forcing anybody. You don't have Jesus.